I V M. Hey everyone, this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA. I am Monish, and joining me as he does always is Nishant, and you're listening to the Airball Diaries. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one, or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset, and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's gonna be lit. We'll start off with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, like I mentioned, one and nine in the last ten. Uh, they're in plain spot. Uh, at the start of the season, if you remember, I told the Phoenix Suns had the window, uh, two seasons where they reached the final yeah. in one and one they lost to Luka Doncic. And I felt that their window was over because the teams had gotten better. Warriors were there. Uh, Clippers got better. Right. Lakers, I thought, would have gotten better. Denver got better. And all that. <coughs> Phoenix Suns didn't really belong there. Uh, but they started off the season really well. They were on top of the West for a long time. Before Booker pulled his hamstring and now is out for four weeks. Yeah. And they are suddenly looking like a very mediocre team. Is this yeah. a top-off? Or do you think they still can contain? No, I, I had very little faith even, in the, even at the start of the season. Right? If you remember, my, my take was uh, they're going to be regular season... Uh, dominance, pure dominance in the regular season and then in the playoffs they're going to tail off and, and get screwed by somebody or the other. <clears throat> I remember this discussion, right? I said, uh, I think this is the team that I said, they're similar to Utah Jazz once upon a time. They would kill it in the regular season, be amazing. Uh, and then for what? You go to the play se- uh, postseason and then you get played. Um, I, I don't see it any differently. And now, so the situation they're in right now, uh, Aiton is their best player. And pretty much their only player. The rest is just Cam Johnson and whoever else is fit and whatever. Uh, campaign, sorry, and whoever else is fit. Um, Chris Paul's out. Booker's been out. Aiton's the one sort of star-ish name that they have. Star-ish because they themselves don't want to give him a max contract, let alone what the other the rest of the league thinks of him. Um, for him, it's an opportunity to prove why he was the number one overall pick because nobody gets it uh, to date. Uh, but other than that, he doesn't want to be in Phoenix. So Phoenix are stuck with one superstar out, two superstars out, third superstar is player, has no interest in being there. He's like Miles Turner in Indiana. He says every day there's a new rumor and Aiton wants out. Uh, except Miles Turner has a good PR team and Aiton doesn't. I, this is done. Like this team is done. Even if Booker and Paul come back, what's the best case scenario? They finish top three, something like that, maybe top four, go to the playoffs. Uh, I don't fancy them against uh, the Mavs. I think Luka tossed them again. I don't fancy them even against the Clippers. Even if they're half fit, they're going to put them to the sword. Uh, and the other teams, for me, are, are way stronger. Frankly, even against the Pelicans, if they face off against them at any point. 
Zion being fit, I don't, I don't see the Suns taking down the the Pelicans, especially if they get Ingram back with Zion. Then that's that's a problem. Pelicans are probably, by the way, Pelicans are probably they're proving to be one of the deepest rosters. We thought it was the Clippers, but the Pelicans are just nuts. Like one through fifteen, everyone you know brings something to the table. It's pretty insane. Yeah, so I don't fancy the Suns at all, regardless of fitness. One of the major reasons for this is Chris Paul, right? And when they got him in two years ago, he was the guy who was supposed to elevate this team from a from a team that didn't even make the playoffs to a team that could contend and even make the NBA finals. Yeah. Devin Booker looked really good as well. Yeah. I think that Chris Paul is no longer the Chris Paul we have today because he's old. He doesn't play two consecutive games. He can't really have good performances two consecutive games. His numbers have dipped. His three-point shooting has dipped. And he can't really carry an offense in the absence of Booker. Booker, when he was there, he could carry this offense, right? Yep. You look at this team, there's no scorer apart from Booker. Chris Paul doesn't score anymore. Bridges, mm, not really a scorer. No. He can nope. never get you those 30-point games. He can get you 15-20 probably. Never get you the 30-40-point yep. games, right? The team was so dependent on Booker. And Booker made this team look so good. And Chris Paul was the second guy there. He's no longer the second guy. I think Bridges is better. I think Aiden is better. Chris Paul has just dropped. And... It's not to blame Chris Paul. He's 36, 37 something. Uh, yeah. It's it's how average players drop. Uh, you just can't compare everyone to LeBron. That LeBron is a beast. You can't yeah, as ESPN him. reminds us 20 fucking times in each quarter, uh, LeBron is a beast. <laughs> in his 20th year, 38th year. Absolutely. He is, yeah. No, no question. Yeah, and... Uh, and they didn't really find a replacement for Jay Crowder. It's halfway through the season and Jay Crowder is still a part of the roster. He hasn't played a single minute. And they haven't found a replacement. They haven't found a trade package for him. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be a plain team at best and probably might not make the playoffs. I won't yeah. be surprised. I think it is due for an overall. I think Aiton Bridges, they could probably get a better player. Uh, they could combine it into one package, get a big yeah. star. KD was available over the summer. They had the opportunity to go that way. They didn't move. Now, I don't know. Somebody will become unhappy. I'm, I won't be surprised, but that's the package I think that will go off. Man, we're like, we're like two weeks away uh, from uh, sports podcasts linking Aaron Rodgers to a possible move to the Phoenix Suns. It's it's just it's about to happen. They've linked him with pretty much every end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's insane. I, you know what? I, I think the, the crowder situation just baffles me, right? Some of the decisions that they've made. Um, they refuse to play him. They refuse to move on. They, for some reason, value him enough to look out for the right trade package, but not enough to play him. Uh, or, you know, whatever. They can't work out what he wants versus what they want from him. Um, same with Aiton. Don't give a guy a max contract. You've damn near told the whole world you don't think he's all that. But you expect him to perform like he's all that. It's not going to happen. And then you don't move on from him either. You're just hoping the universe will drop some amazing trade package on your doorstep where where any world class GM by now would have made 50 moves to, to try and make that happen like like how Philly uh, how Daryl Morey got going the moment he set foot in Philly's office he's like okay boom 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 bring in Harden we do this we do that whether it works out or not it remains to be seen but you know make some moves for Crowder I think um, there are so many teams that could use uh, a player like Crowder Absolutely. just Crowder you know, is just, a player that can play on an NBA finals team yeah, just for drama value, I think the Lakers should get him. I think we're having some kind of internet lag. So I was saying just for drama value, the Lakers should get him because 
Just like how the locker room got super awkward when Pat Bev stepped in and there's Russ in the same locker room. Imagine if Crowder steps into a locker room with LeBron after the whole shenanigans in the in the playoffs. That's gonna be fun. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the other team I want to talk about is the other. Uh, finalist on 2021 who went on to win the title Milwaukee Bucks now we've always valued the Milwaukee Bucks right up there right? like the best team in the league or probably the second best team in the league at <coughs> somehow this season something has not clicked for them it's weird because they're still third in the standings it's weird because they've lost six of the last ten they had a four game losing streak what is weird to me is not Giannis Giannis is awesome he, he gets you 35 14 7 every single game that's okay My problem is Chris Middleton went off for the playoffs with an MCL sprain. He was supposed to miss the playoffs. He was supposed to be back for the start of the season. He's played a total of seven games this season. Joe Holiday has missed around 11-12 games already. And my problem with the Bucks is that they haven't had their starting lineup play enough minutes. They, uh, their preferred starting five of Giannis, Brook Lopez, Joe Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Grayson Allen, or whoever you want to put in the fifth spot, has played a total of 41 minutes this season. That's not even one full game. <laughs> Yeah. And my worry is that the Milwaukee Bucks are not have not had enough exposure with it. I mean, they've played a couple of seasons together and all that, but this season, after Middleton's injury, Drew Holiday, whatever injury he's he's carrying, they haven't really had enough minutes. And this worries me because you've seen this in the past, right? You've seen this with the Clippers in the past. You've seen this with the uh, Brooklyn Nets in the past, where Kyrie, Harden, KD did not play enough minutes and they got knocked out by Milwaukee Bucks themselves. You also saw this with the Warriors last season, where Clay, Steph, and Draymond yeah. can't play, but that's That's an anomaly. I don't think anyone can replicate that model. Uh, would you worry about the Bucks in the same way? I, I mean, it, it is cause for concern. Uh, I'm not going to lie. From multiple facets, right? The earlier, some of these games, they could have relied heavily on Brook Lopez, both ends of the floor. Uh, he's nifty with the three, but yeah. last two seasons, he's also slowed down. He's still dependable in big games. You can expect him to come through clutch. But you can't expect him to do that night in, night out. And this is not a regular season comment. I mean, this in the playoffs also. You can't expect him to do that through a, an entire playoff series. So that's gone. Um, the, 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 so the thing that worries me the most is the Middleton uh, issue because it's been a while now. And for an MCL sprain, something's up. Either they're not, you know, telling telling the world what it is, or It's just surprising how long it's taking because KD now has the same injury. If that's the benchmark of how long people take, even assuming KD, even 50% of that, it's a long um, layoff. Uh, so that's that concerns me the most. And then whenever Drew sits out, they lose both ends of the floor big time. Like Middleton sets up his defense in the playoffs, Drew's always on 10, uh, dialed up to 10 on defense. So now they're looking at their bench. They really don't have. If Joe Ingles is one of your best scoring options. Uh, off the bench or starting, depending on who's injured and who's not, you know you're in doomsday, uh, and that's pretty much where they are. It's Joe Ingles. They've got yeah, Bobby Portis again. He's he's nifty off the bench, brings some energy, whatever. But he's not like uh, he can't give them what Brook Lopez used to give them. So literally, this team is now, <clears throat> if the fitness issues continue, this team is basically the Eastern Conference Mavs. There's there's one guy who puts some superhuman efforts, and that's about it. There's not really much of a defense also because they've lost most of the guys that can defend. Um, they need to make some moves fast. I think they need to acquire some depth um, because they're they're pretty much. If you forget the fact that Giannis is not eaten, they're in a Suns kind of situation where you know the backcourt is is pretty much down and out for most parts of the season, and the bench Suns at least have some semblance of bench strength. These guys don't. 
uh, and something that they have to build up. They, some of those trades that they made are probably coming back to haunt them because they did give up some depth uh, in the process of acquiring middle, uh, Drew Holiday and so on and so forth. Like DiVincenzo wouldn't hurt to have him around, uh, for instance. So, yeah, it is concerning for sure. Can it be turned around? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's a bit like the Warriors right now. Once you are NBA champs, you get some some sort of uh, benefit of doubt. Uh, so, so it's a bit like the Warriors in that regard that this team, if it can still be a tour de force, but it is 100% a cause for concern. Who were on a tear and possibly the best team in the league right now over the last 20 games. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting because uh, my my curiosity is what version of Kyrie are we going to get now? Is he going to step up, take over the team, dominate? Are we going to get uh, Kyrie the spokesperson nobody asked for point uh, 2.0? I don't know. I think they're okay. Um, I don't know if they'll quite hold up the same sort of win streak, but I think they're still okay because I think somewhere in this whole KD process, uh, they figured out some form and shape to their defense. Uh, it's For me, it's actually an opportunity for Ben Simmons to step up. There's still that 1% hope in me that someday this guy will prove that he's actually worth that number one draft pick. Because just on defense, it's not good enough. This is in the NFL, you're not a cornerback. You can't get by just on defense. Um, and the thing is, I as a Lakers fan, I've seen so many games where Embiid's out. Just against the Lakers where Simmons showed up and he just dominated 41 points, 42 points, 10 assists, just amazing performances. I don't know if that Simmons is even alive somewhere inside him today. Uh, but I think it's an exciting opportunity for him to bring that out. Because Kyrie is going to Kyrie. There's, there's no stopping him. So if Simmons can step it up, uh, it'll be fascinating what this way. I'm, I'm just excited to see the possibilities of how the... Team play will shift now that the you know the biggest gun is, is on the sidelines. But no, the same win streak and no way. They're going to drop it. Yeah? Absolutely. You saw this with the Warriors when Steph was injured, the rest of the guys stepped up. Yeah. And they kind of held the court, right? Like they, they're still 20 and 20 and they were yeah. a 500 team when Steph got injured and now Steph is coming back soon. So the Nets have a similar opportunity where I think they were very dependent on KD. KD is having one of the best seasons of his career at this age. It's incredible what he's doing. And this probably gives Kyrie and Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Joe Harris and all those guys a chance to step up and be counted. Uh, Zion's out for three weeks. You briefly mentioned that. Uh, the Pelicans seem to be doing well without him. They <laughs> seem to be doing well without Brandon Ingram. Uh, CJ McCollum's taken a lot of the offensive load. Valanciunas finally gets a little bit of the ball now that all the main players yeah. are injured. Uh, and I think the Pelicans will stay there. I, I love their depth. Herb Jones, yeah. great. Tremont yeah. the third. Uh, Naji Marshall, they just keep discussing. It keeps going, it keeps going. Yeah, absolutely. Embiid has gone out for the last few games uh, with the foot injury, and he was on a tear. I mean, uh, I was doing the All Star vote uh, recently, and I was like, do I put Tatum, KD, Yanis, and Embiid? I need to drop one. And I was just circling down Embiid all the time just because of the number of games he misses. Is that even fair? Because he's, he was averaging near 14 over the last 6 7 games before he went out. If you had to pick one among, if you had to drop one among Tatum, KD, Yanis, and Embiid, now I think injuries will come in way, and KD will probably miss the All Star game. That makes it easy for Embiid. But if you had to pick, who would you drop? 
Embiid, I, I won't bat an eyelid. I've been consistent on this for three years. I would drop Embiid in any in any four-man set. I, it, it just feels, three fucking years, it feels like deja vu. Every year, this time of the year, we come and we have the Embiid conversation. It's either now or sometime close to the playoffs. It's pre-All-Star game or just pre-playoffs of planes that Embiid does his thing. And then in the, in the good old uh, 76ers, it's just a question of when uh, and in what order. Embiid and Simmons are both going to go down. It's just a question of when and in what order. And we're back there again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's now it's something I've come to expect with Embiid. Uh, a lot of people blame him for it. I don't know. I don't know if it's conditioning or it's just sometimes bodies that big doing the kind of stuff that these guys do. There's always a risk that and some of these injuries they pick up, they're going to stay with them for uh, for the length of their career. They could they could relapse at any point. Um, so, and that's my, if you remember, that's my biggest issue with Zion. I don't know how long that will last because that freakish athleticism on that frame, I don't know if human bodies are even built to handle that. Um, so, so let's see, but but with Embiid, I'm not surprised. Uh, and, and absolutely, I'd drop Embiid because you're not dropping Giannis. Nobody's dropping Giannis. KD has been on a tear probably if, right up there now in the MVP conversation uh, prior to the injury, right? For me, it was like uh, Statham, KD, maybe Luka and... Yanis yeah. is in that like Yanis has that LeBron problem now. He could do anything, nobody's gonna care. Like that uh, the other day we were watching that pass where Yanis damn near fell out of bounds and he somehow found a backhanded pass to the perimeter from behind or uh, from around the defender. Jokic makes that pass, people are losing their minds. Luca makes that pass, internet goes crazy. Yanis, who cares? Like it's like you're Yanis, it's expected. So he has that problem now. You're not dropping him. Um, you're not there's no way anyone's dropping Tatum because he's again right up there in the MVP conversation. And he has a team record to prove, uh, to back that up, unlike Luka. So, Embiid is an easy choice even otherwise. Even if he was fit, if I had to drop one of these four, I'd drop Embiid. Yeah, that's a tough choice because he's averaging nearly 40 and 40 is not equal. <coughs> so, no, so two reasons, right? One, so one, yeah, you can't drop the other three. Two, let's assume all of them are equal on merit. It's the all-star game. Who's going to entertain me the least? Embiid. Embiid, maybe he'll entertain me with his dancing before the, whatever, on Instagram he'll entertain me, but on court, KD is box office, you can't give that up. Tatum's a lot of fun when he chooses to be. Giannis is, oof, so, yeah, Embiid. Like it's, uh, it's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't drop him for the play yeah. all-star yeah. Um, The other thing I want to talk about is, uh, we are five weeks away from the trade deadline, and now's the time where teams go out and get their final piece or a piece that will put them in the playoffs. A playoff team push them into contention, right? And I'm looking at the bottom teams because those are the places where you get these assets from. And let's start off with the absolute bottom team in the East, uh, the Detroit Pistons. I'm looking at the roster and I see uh, Bojan Bogdanovic over there. And I'm thinking, this guy could fit on any roster. Any team. He yeah, yeah. on the maps. Maps need yeah. shooters. And this guy can, this guy is shooting 40% from three this season on that Woeful Detroit team. So, he would fit on the maps. Imagine Cleveland. They have one, two, four and five sets. They just need a three. And Bogdanovich fits that bill absolutely perfectly. I think he'd be amazing on Cleveland. I'm thinking of Suns. You want Crowder's replacement, you could fit in Bogdanovich over there. Yeah. I'm thinking of Milwaukee Bucks. You just said Chris Middleton's not playing. You want a replacement. Bogdanovich is an awesome shooter. He can play in the playoffs. I think he's a big game player as well. Yeah, yeah. Look at Sacramento Kings. What, what is their weak point? Uh, Harrison Barnes is not scoring. I know he scored 30 today. But he's been out of form, and if you fill in Harrison Barnes' part with uh, Harrison Barnes' part with uh, Bogdanovich, that'll go well. 
Imagine Bogdanovich on the Lakers. I am seeing biased Bogdanovich on the Pistons when he can play for yeah. probably 10 or 15 of these other teams. Yeah, he's... Uh, preferred slot for him? Yeah, I would... Um, so, Cleveland's exciting, but but I really like the Kings uh, for Bogdanovich. Um, because, so prior to Saban is coming to the Kings, and Halliburton just had that one sort of up-and-coming season, but uh, through that and before that, we saw Kings play pretty entertaining football, uh, football, basketball. I'm still in NFL mania. Uh, we saw Kings play pretty interesting, exciting basketball when it was Fox with his... Back then, it was just speed and athleticism. I think his game has evolved really uh, beautifully since then. But it was Fox and it was Buddy Heald. And it was just bam, 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 bam. Didn't they have the other Bogdanovich at some point? I think they did, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. So, they were like a three-shooting machine at one point. Which is so much fun to watch. This Bogdanovich is similar, except he's also got the experience to slow the game down. He understands tempo. He understands how to pace uh, an offense. Uh, just to, he, he was such a big asset to that Utah team. And he was actually their big shot man. They had Donovan Mitchell, they had Conley, they had whoever, but he was their big shot man, uh, come clutch. Um, so I really like him on the Kings with Fox and Sabonis. If they can add this dimension uh, to their play, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. So I love the Kings fit the most. Uh, that being said, so many teams can use a, a, a proper wing player. Uh, Lakers could man anyone's going to be a good fit on the Lakers Lakers have like four slots open so uh, everyone's going to be a good fit on the Lakers but I don't think Bogdanovich is, is bad have the assets to trade away so. yeah. yeah yeah no even otherwise Bogdanovich Lakers I, I won't put anything past the Lakers but but at this point um, I don't think Bogdanovich is quite what they need they need they badly need a two way wing that can shoot and somebody with a certain level of pace because that again uh, you know they get hard done by when the game when the tempo moves up uh, you see a couple of guys huffing and puffing so Bogdan which might not be that great a fit for the Lakers mm-hmm. no, I, I, I like the Kings fit as well I like I love the Cleveland fit I think he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fits in really well I don't know if Cleveland have the assets to uh, provide it right because they spent a lot on Donovan Mitchell I don't think they have any draft pick left so yeah, they'll have to give up actual assets in terms of like players that play today. Yep. Levert maybe, it doesn't seem like they're overly... And Cleveland is not giving out Mobley or Jared Allen or anyone. No, but like a Levert, that I don't think they depend that heavily on him. So, that, that'll probably be a piece, they'll be okay moving on. But why would Detroit take Levert, right? Why would Detroit take anyone at this point? Like, what do they do with anyone at this point? Either young players or they want draft picks. Draft picks, yeah, yeah. That's true. Detroit has a new process. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, with no Cunningham and uh, yeah. banking for Wembenyama next and who knows what next. Uh, looking at the other bottom teams, the Charlotte Hornets have a few good pieces. Uh, I don't think Lamelo is up for sale, but Terry Rozier yeah. might be. Uh, yeah. Gordon Hayward might be. Uh, you see Adams picking these teams. He is still in the NBA. <laughs> if it brings in the experience. <laughs> He is in the NBA. He plays a few games uh, here and there. But if, yeah. I think he'll be a good piece for Cleveland in the same spot again. It brings in the experience that they need. And I don't think it cost as much as Bogdanovich. Yeah, I love him for Cleveland. It's just it's the fitness headache. If Cleveland can get him without dropping draft picks, I love it. When fit, he's, he's a great team player. Again, a Utah Jazz alum, by the way. There's something in the water in Utah that makes just amazing squad players. Um, 
ఫ్లోర్ట్స్ఫ్లోర్ట్స్ఫ్లోర్ so they should probably just hold off and continue to build patiently just their own team and how they evolve each year is good enough to take them deep into the playoffs every year so now they're one big move away from from you know really elevating and and donovan mitchell proving uh, that he can be the cornerstone of a uh, of like a conference final franchise at least staple conference final franchise yeah yeah looking at the other teams orlando magic i don't think they have any assets to sell because all of the players are young i think you want they have a nice thing going on there i think you keep them yeah they should just chill tank vembanyama you know build a college squad <laughs> you don't even need vembanyama you already have goal so uh, they should just do whatever it takes for them to play well yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no i, I think with, with are the wizards doing no no go on again internet lag go on go on yeah yeah so what are the wizards doing in 12th spot they should either be 14th or they should be 8th or 9th what are they doing in 12th spot it's a nothing spot right and you look at their assets and you look at the team actually the team looks good enough to be a playing team at least to opposing the deal but they're languishing in 12th again do you think any of these assets would be on on offer who's not oh yeah yeah opposing is i think they'll hold on to him because he just got him uh you think if you had to trade up in one asset would you trade who's more would you trade b if you are the wizard i trade cuz i think with bill there now on that it's it's a long term live in relationship he doesn't want to go out they don't want to give let him go out uh, it's it's one of those sort of neither partners happy but there you know they don't want to separate it's it's a bit like that with bill it's almost like lillard at portland like there's nothing that can make lillard leave portland he'll he'll live and die there he's just going to it's just fine it's a personal decision he's making for his family and whatever so bill i think is in that mode i love lillard for that right? i mean you rarely find such guys right Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do that with so I don't think by the way I don't think so to win there and he knew there was a way to win there I don't think with Lillard it is he says it uh, but I think somewhere he let it out he said it's also a personal decision at the end of the day this is a job there are other factors to consider this family the school the kids that's fair absolutely but uh, I think Beal is in that mold so I don't think he's going anywhere I'd much rather see them trade for uh, for Kuzma Because they're not getting, they're not getting box office talent in return for Beal anyway. What's the point? Might as well hold on to what you have. Kuzma to the Lakers, make it happen. Better value. Kuzma would love it. He's tweeting out that California air hits you different and whatnot. He's trying, shooting a shot. I won't blame him. I think he'll be a good fit for the Lakers. Brilliant team player to have. I would love Kuzma on any score. Yeah, it's like football. Player's not quite there yet, so you give him out, you give him out on loan. and when he comes back he comes back fully matured <laughs> uh i'm looking at the team about them raptors now are the raptors really tanking because i don't know what they're doing they have a good team they have siakam they have ogian nobi they have scotty barnes the rookie of the year from last season van fleet this team should be contending what are they doing tanking yeah um bit of a confused team i think they're again going to Uh, with the raptors i've i've learned to believe that there's always a plan um 
So, if there's always a plan, my best guess is it's not even, they're not, I don't even know if they're tanking because they're not even doing that fully. Like, if you're questioning why the Wizards are in 12th, why the fuck are the Laptors in 11th? Like, what are they doing there? Either move up or move down rapidly. Uh, I think they'll be stripped for parts. Um, I think they'll go that route of rebuilding. Van Fleet is hot property at this point. Somebody like a like a Miami Heat would kill to have a, an FVV. Uh, they've already had a successful pilot with Lowry, so get FVV from the same school. See if that fits. Yeah. And it should because they have a big yeah, void in them. Love the Van Fleet, uh, at Miami. Van yeah, he's amazing. He's like Van Fleet anywhere makes sense. So any team that has a backward void, Van Fleet will make sense. Van Fleet for me is like an upper echelon Jalen Brunson type situation where there's so many teams where he'll get space to elevate and he's going to elevate the franchise as well. Brunson does it at a certain level, Van Fleet does it at an at almost elite level. So Van Fleet would fit into the Lakers, absolutely. Um, they'd fit into, why not the Clippers? I know they have a bunch of options in the backcourt. None better than Van Fleet. Not even, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's hospital FC, so whoever's fit. But none better than Van Fleet. I'm not saying Clippers will make a move for him. I'm just saying there's so many squads where Van Fleet can plug in and can elevate. I mean, fuck, why not dump Chris Paul, put Van Fleet in, in Phoenix Suns if that's a, if that's a legit possibility. Because there's so many squads where... That's a yeah, level-up move, right? Correct. Man, our internets are all over the place. <laughs> We're hearing each other like three-second lag. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, the team about them, I'm not going to talk about the Bulls. I don't think they're tanking. I think they're making a run for it. Uh, whether it works or not, we'll see. But I think they're, they're going for it. Uh, the last team I want to talk about is the Atlanta Hawks. And this is a question that we got on YouTube as well. What is the Trae Young? Uh, with all things going around with the Hawks, do you see Trey Young being the next superstar to ask out? Is that a possibility? And if so, where do you see Trey Young going? I mean, is there a team that would want him? I don't know if I'd want Trey Young anywhere near my franchise, given the style he plays, given the size. Can you win a championship with Trey Young? I mean, there are squads where it's possible. Um, it'll have to be a squad that doesn't really care about defensive contribution. That straight up wipes out a bunch of teams. Um, it'll have to be a squad where there's either a superstar willing to share floor space with him or, nope, he doesn't fit. Um, or there's no superstar and he's the superstar that they acquire. There's very few teams where you know they would happily take Trey Young. I think the Mavs were genius for swapping for Luka. Um, Something like maybe a Wizards where, you know, we've seen John Wall and Beal before, that could sort of work. But yeah, and Beal is just one of those, he's happy to let anyone do his thing, he's not really hungry, he's not, he's a bit like Daniel Ricciardo in F1. People are going to eat him up, teammates are going to just eat him up because he's too nice. Um, Beal is like that. So, it, that's the only fit I see. And I think, now it begs the question, um, were the Hawks on to something when they made this DeJounte move? It almost feels like they were setting up for an eventual uh, trade departure. Uh, and then, so then this team, this squad's going to look entirely different because uh, they're going to, if Trey moves on, Collins has been for a while now rumored to be on the lookout. Um, Capella is, you know, he's in and out and in and out and they have really no backup. 
So these guys are again going into that sort of rebuild phase where they have to sit and figure things out. I don't know how many draft picks they hold also. So it's a bit of a weird situation for the for the Hawks. They probably have to flip Trey Young for a bunch of picks uh, and maybe some player value in return. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a full rebuild, right? It's kind of like you replace yeah, yeah. a bunch of pieces and then try to see if would be more than happy to take Aiton and whatever else they can get and a few picks why not yeah. Lakers do you, do you say Lakers <laughs> no I didn't say Lakers <laughs> there's not enough ball going around in the Lakers with Anthony yeah. Davis and Lebron and yep. Russell Westbrook when he plays where who's going to share the ball with Ryan? I don't think that yeah. But, uh, yeah I like the Suns fit I mean the Suns should be a little brave to move off Chris Paul right now but teams can use Clarkson's squad depth. For example, Milwaukee. Now, I don't know how the trade would sit, but they could really use a, a sixth-man scoring option like Clarkson. He's not terrible at defending. It's not, he's no Drew Holiday, but he's okay. Uh, he could be in the sixth-man of, uh, of the year conversation every year if he, if he has the right platform. Uh, so, any team that needs a little bit of sort of points of the bench squad depth. Uh, could use him. Like, there are very few teams like the Clippers and the Pelicans that go 12, 14, 15 deep. Uh, all other teams desperately need some squad depth. If there's a move to be made even in Brooklyn, I'd like him as a as a fit. Brooklyn have one too many shooters. Uh, they could make something happen if they want. I like it. I like it. Uh, I've been hearing rumors about D'Angelo Russell being uh, involved in trade rumors with the Miami Heat. Uh, for Kyle Lowry, by the way, and uh, what I heard, uh, this is from Brian Windhorst, Brian Windhorst of the yeah. game, right, where he said it's a win-win situation for both teams because uh, Miami Heat saves on Kyle Lowry's salary yeah. because they see that it's not working out. And Minnesota could do with Kyle Lowry's experience. Uh, if you need someone to mentor Anthony Edwards, Kyle Lowry would be a good friend. Yeah. And Miami Heat, on the other hand, get the ball handling experience at the end of the who can be a good shot maker and be a good shot creator. Uh, I like that more actually. What do you think? Just for the experience because they lose out on a legit scoring option. Um, 
and in cats absence it's the scoring option they need uh but for the experience sure i like it i i'd have been okay even if they bring in derozan and somehow figure out how that starting lineup works uh but yeah i mean like for like backcourt trade uh, they're not so where the timberwolves stand they're not really yet even in a deep playoff run conversation they'll like get to the playoffs and let's see yeah. uh best effort spaces yeah. so it's not a bad time to bring in somebody like a lowry uh a season maybe two how much do you get out of lowry that's about it and uh, and by then there should be a plan in place uh, hopefully having worked things out to to elevate <coughs> Because they've got good years left for Gobert. Angelo in Minnesota, by the way, he doesn't defend. I don't yeah, yeah. Minnesota uh, handling of D'Angelo, he doesn't defend. Takes too many shots. Uh, he should just be passing the ball to Anthony Edwards every single time, and he'll get you the points. But uh, somehow he wants to be the superstar there, and I think that's a problem. Because there's only one star in that team. <laughs> that's Anthony yeah, Edwards. exactly, exactly. So I, I think it'll be better for Minnesota to ship out and ship Cat out too, if that's possible. Cat for Aiden, trade of the year. Number one draft pick for number one draft pick. Cat is way more valuable than. I know, I know, of course he is. <laughs> Any fantasy picks for this week? Yeah, I made two amazing picks. Let's see how long yeah. they last. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, Oladipo just at the right time, just at the right time when he started picking up. Uh, again, fitness gamble, but let's see. I did it cost me nothing. I got him from free agency. Same with Hunter in Atlanta. Uh, so yeah, these would be my two picks. I think now there's there's enough injuries in the league that you could start looking at people who used to come off the bench who will either see not just more minutes but a lot more shot opportunities. Uh, so I'd I'd pick shooters that can uh, make it count uh, and with a preference towards perimeter shooting or somebody like an Oladipo who every game you know you're going to get defensive contribution from. I don't know what he'll score uh, as in game points. But I know he's going to get steals. I know he's going to pick up nifty points here and there. And and with all of these players, the good thing is because they're not primary ball handlers, because they're not ball hogs, the usage rate is not going to be through the roof. Uh, the chances of losing points to turnovers is is not that high. You'll have one or two at max with with any of these people. So that would be the usual direction in which I think. I was actually looking at the free agency to see if I could pick up DeAndre Hunter, but I saw him gone. And that's when I realized, oops. I, <laughs> I think same day. I just, I just sort of go. Like, uh, I, for me, I think the pick would be Emmanuel quickly. He's got 26 today. Uh, he's starting now in place of RJ Barrett, who's gone up injured. And he's a guy who will get you assists, he'll get you points, he'll get you three pointers, and I think high scoring option. Uh, Brunson is more than happy to pass. Oh yeah. I really like quickly. So uh, I haven't picked him yet. He's out there. Uh, I have Brunson, so I don't want to get two New York T in my team. <laughs> But uh, he's out there. Ah, uh, I just checked if he's available. Somebody took him in our league. Ah, okay. The guy I'm chasing. I pick. Uh... <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, as always, great fun chatting with you, and I'll catch you next week. Alright man, just bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts dot com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media.
We're at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.